there are plenty of ways you can protect your health. Having health care coverage could be one of the most important. We strongly encourage preventative care, which is covered with your benefits. And that's why establishing that PCP is so important as well, too. That's Jamie Mullen from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Also joining us today is Foundation Dietitian Dr. Melissa Prest. Together, we'll discuss the importance of healthcare coverage and overall senior health. I'm Sarah Jane Castro, Director of Marketing and Communications for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois, and your host for this edition of The Journey Continues. This episode is sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hi, Jamie. What's your role at Blue Cross Blue Shield? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am Jamie Mellon, and I am responsible for individual Medicare sales here at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. So towards the end of the year, we start to hear about open enrollment for insurance. I know we got an email at work saying, hey, don't forget, open enrollment starting soon. What is open enrollment or AEP? I'm going to break down a couple of terms too, just so we can help to level set. So often folks hear about it either through your employer group or there may be folks who are under the age of 65 and they are eligible to enroll in or change plans known as Affordable Care Act plans, also known as ACA. They can change their plans during their open enrollment. It's also referred to as OEP. So we start to get into acronym soup where there's all these letters being thrown around as well Mm -hmm. too, right? So in Illinois, the under 65 open enrollment or OEP for under 65 members runs from November 1st to January 15th of the following year. Plans that are selected by December 1st will be effective January 1st. And plans that are selected after December 15th will be, uh, and by January 15th of the following year, will be effective that February 1st. So that covers under 65. Now, for those individuals who are over the age of 65 or eligible for Medicare, each year there's a period of time known as the annual enrollment period, or AEP for short. And this allows someone to enroll or make changes to an individual Medicare Advantage plan or to a prescription drug plan. AEP runs from October 15th through December 7th. Some beneficiaries may also be part of a group Medicare plan, and they should check with their former employers on their open enrollment date for any plan changes. There are certainly other circumstances or life events that would make someone eligible for Medicare. So Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois or an authorized Medicare certified broker is always available to assist in those situations as well. You mentioned there are other times when someone can get insurance coverage outside of that window. What are some of those reasons? Like when can you get insurance if you miss that window? Sure. So you may have a life-changing event or something called a special enrollment period. You may have moved. Your health conditions may have changed. So certainly we would encourage folks to reach out for assistance in those types of situations to determine, do they qualify for a special enrollment event outside of those windows? Certainly another opportunity is when you're aging into Medicare and you have your initial enrollment period as well too. So there are other options depending on your circumstances outside of the annual enrollment period. Okay, great. I know I've enrolled mid-year when I lost coverage from my other insurance. So I that was certainly like a, a time where I thought, uh-oh, I've got to wait until November, but that was very reassuring to have that available to me. Absolutely. A qualifying life event, certainly. So what do people need to know 
or have ready to uh, get coverage or change their insurance during this period? So a couple of things. It is certainly helpful to have some of your information pulled together and ready. So when you're evaluating or considering making a change, whether to your Medicare Advantage plan or prescription drug plan, if you want to make that change, it's helpful to have that information handy. And that list includes a list of doctors or any specialists where you go to for care. So whether you see that doctor frequently or not, it's important to make sure you take a look at those doctors and decide, determine if they're in the network or not. You'll also want to make sure that you have available any of the medications that you take. It's important to have the name of each one of them the dosage, and the frequency of each one of those medications. So those can be looked up as well, too. And then last but not least, it is certainly very important to have an idea of your healthcare budget. Some plans will offer zero or very low monthly premiums, but they may have deductibles, co-pays, or co-insurance that you would be responsible for paying. Other plans have a monthly premium that may be available, that may have low or no costs outside of that premium, So it's just helpful to know what your budget can support when it comes to choosing a plan as well. Let's talk about deductible a little bit. I know when I first joined the workforce and had insurance offered to me and it was like, your deductible's this. And I thought, what on earth is a deductible? I'm a grown up. I should know this. So what is a deductible? What does that mean? So for insurance, a deductible is the specified amount of money that the insured, the person who's seeking coverage, must pay before the insurance will pay that claim. So deductible amounts are are going to vary by plan. So it's another reason to make sure you understand what your monthly budget is because you will need to pay that amount um, of your deductible. What other sorts of things should people consider when choosing the right plan? You mentioned a list of your doctors. Would having like specialists, would that factor into choosing what plan? Absolutely. It's important to certainly include your your primary care physician or your PCP, but any other specialist that you see, it's also important to understand sometimes they participate in certain plans, sometimes they don't. So that is very important. People are very loyal to their providers, so it's very important to understand who's in the network. Can you continue to see those doctors? That sort of thing, too. Let's talk a little bit about Medicare coverage. Is Medicare coverage one size fits all? If not, what kind of Medicare coverage do you offer? Is What's out there? The answer is it is certainly not a one size fits all, which is actually great because Blue Cross Blue Shield offers a number of Medicare plans that will fit each individual's healthcare needs. So certainly there isn't, not everyone's the same. Everyone's going to have different healthcare needs. So that's the great news. Before we go into the types of plans we offer, just wanted to define some key terms that folks may hear so it's familiar when they're searching for Medicare plans. So often folks will hear the term original Medicare, and that's the name for Medicare Parts A and Part B. Medicare Part A covers inpatient hospital stays, care in a skilled nursing facility, hospice care, and some home health care. Now Part B, Part B covers certain doctor's services, outpatient care, medical supplies, and preventative services. Both Medicare Part A and Part B are required to enroll in a Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois Medicare plan. Now, original Medicare covers a wide range of services, but people still have to pay for a portion of the costs for that coverage. So if you qualify for Medicare, you have some options. 
and you can kind of customize to fit what you need for your own health care. Absolutely. And you may start with one type of plan and then you could choose to move to another. And you mentioned being over 65 earlier. So is that the only qualifier for Medicare if you're over 65 or are there other things that could qualify you for Medicare? There are other conditions that could qualify you for Medicare before the age of 65. So that's also where we would encourage folks to reach out for assistance to help in understanding what conditions those may be, where do they go for help, that sort of thing as well too. So it is not limited only to being over the age of 65. You mentioned earlier a primary care physician or a PCP. Can you talk a little bit about why that's important, why somebody needs one? We get that asked a lot and you know really do we do we need do I need a PCP and I would say we strongly encourage establishing a primary care physician a PCP if you don't have one established already. A PCP is really your central care coordinator so they can help you understand and navigate the healthcare system as well too. If you don't have a PCP, we are certainly there to help anyone find one who needs one. But really, it is such a critical role in your care. So it's kind of your like your first stop where they can pinpoint if something's going on and you need a specialist or you need to be referred for some other sort of further testing or something. Absolutely. They are for it's football season. So they are essentially the quarterback of your care is another way to look <laughs> at it as well, too. So certainly helping to coordinate all of that and helping you navigate and know where to go. Obviously, we are the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois, so we're very interested in kidneys. Are there special plans or coverage for kidney disease or kidney issues? Yes. So Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois and Medicare plans, and along with original Medicare, provides coverage for kidney disease, related health issues, in addition to other health care needs you may have. That's why we strongly encourage preventative care which is covered with your benefits. And that's why establishing that PCP is so important as well, too. To be honest with you, I've never seen a cardiologist do a routine physical exam. So that's why you want to do those wellness checks with your PCP first. Where can people access some of the community resources that Blue Cross Blue Shield has to offer? The Blue Door Neighborhood Center locations include, they currently serve the Pullman, Morgan Park, and South Lawndale neighborhoods in Chicago. These centers provide access to resources, which can include healthcare navigation, as well as health and wellness education as well, too. Additionally, we have our Caravan program, which offers resources for communities across Illinois. Community members can find the Caravan via the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois Caravan website, which again, we'll include in the show notes. And the Caravan provides a variety of resources, including immunizations, colorectal cancer screenings, and even health literacy. Great. So there's lots of resources out there, lots of assistance. I know we've partnered with the Blue Doors Neighborhood Center as well as the Blue Caravan on a number of occasions to get people resources, education, those colorectal screening kits. That's a very helpful resource to have where you don't have to super go out of your way to find it. It's right there. Absolutely. Being part of the communities is certainly a critical, a key, a key point of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. So glad we've been able, you know, to partner and folks can stay within their communities and, and seek out information or care that they need as well. And those produce boxes that Blue Caravan hands out sometimes have been very 
popular. I know people love that. Awesome. It's such a great way to get people healthy, fresh food without having to go out of your way. Absolutely. It's a fantastic program. Well, Jamie, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Anything else you want us to know about choosing a plan, Medicare, anything really healthcare related? Hopefully folks will take away that as we've discussed, there really is no one size fits all approach on deciding on a health insurance plan that best fits your individual needs. So that's why we strongly encourage our Medicare beneficiaries to seek help in the way that best suits them. There's many avenues to help answer your questions or to decide what's right for you. And certainly, as Blue Cross Blue Shield, our mission is to do everything in our power to stand with our members in sickness and in health. And we stand by that mission. We are here and we are ready to help. I love that. A little marriage vow in your mission statement. (laughs) That's that's commitment. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jamie. If you're over 65, getting Medicare coverage is just one of the ways you can protect your health. Let's talk to my colleague, Dr. Melissa Prest, our foundation dietitian, about other ways seniors can care for their health. Melissa, as we age, how does caring for our bodies change? That's a great question, Sarah Jane, because we know that things feel a little different as we're older than they did when we were in our 20s. And there's lots of different things that are going on, such as our blood vessels may become a little stiffer, making it harder to pump the blood. This puts us at risk for high blood pressure, which we know with kidney disease is one of the leading causes of kidney disease. You may find that you're shrinking. You're not as tall as you used to be, and that's because our bones are less elastic and they actually tend to shrink in size a little bit. So we run the risk of having weaker bones that can break easily, and we find that we're maybe a little shorter than we used to be. We might also have skin that's more fragile and less elastic. We might notice that we're using the bathroom more often. And then again, it's just because our bladders are are losing some of that elasticity. So there's many different things that are going on that we need to think a little bit about in terms of how we're going to care for our bodies differently when we're over 65 than maybe we did when we were in our 20s. Yeah, I know that I certainly, as I approach 40, am losing elasticity and using some night creams and things. So I, but that's interesting to hear that like even your internal organs and your bones can lose elasticity. So what are some key things we can do to try to age in a healthy way? I think a lot of them are things that we already think about in general, right? We want to make sure that we are moving our bodies and engaging in physical activity. But that doesn't mean you have to go to the gym and you're sweating it out for like 30 minutes, 60 minutes. It just means that in your day-to-day activities, you're doing things that get you up and you're more mobile. So it's doing the chores around the house. It's gardening. It's walking down the street to chat with a friend if you're in a community where you're able to do that. So it's finding ways to get more movement in your day than just sitting down and streaming through whatever is playing on the TV. Eating a healthful diet, that's kind of across the board for everybody, but we have to think a little bit about, do we have other health conditions that maybe have specific needs that we need to make some changes for our diets? So what is it that we need to do and how does that healthy diet look a little bit different than it did when we were younger? Rest and stress management, those are always going to be helpful. It's really helpful for blood pressure management, just for overall health for everybody. 
So getting a good night's sleep, which can get a little harder as we get older, if we're urinating more, if we're just having some difficulty with restless legs in the evening. So getting that restful sleep can be a little bit trickier for individuals as we get older. One thing that we can do with rest is making sure that we're maybe not napping a lot during the day. I mean, I know I feel like my quarantine habit has become afternoon naps. And so mm-hmm. that can really you know, be difficult then to fall asleep later if you're resting, you know, during the day. So kind of quick little naps, maybe, maybe five or 10 minutes, but we don't want to be sleeping too close when we're in bedtime. That's going to really disrupt our our sleep schedule. So rest and stress management are, are super important. So I think those are the ones that we typically think about. I don't think those are surprises, but one that's really interesting that they've really been looking at in, in research is that social connection and spirituality. And so individuals who are living longer tend to be people that are able to stay connected socially. So whether that is to family or friends, and there's some spirituality that they have as well in their lives. And that seems to be one of the key components of doing all these other lifestyle activities that really do help in maintaining your health and wellness as you age. Let's tap into some of those a little deeper. With staying connected, how can that social connection affect your health? Obviously, mental health, but physical health too. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. There's research that looks at these communities where the longest living people are currently living, and so you might have heard this term of blue zones. And so, in California, there's a community of in Loma Linda, in Okinawa, in Japan, there's a community. There's a community in the Mediterranean. So there's it's all over the world. So it's not necessarily one type of of cultural, one type of diet, just in general, in these different communities all over the world. They found that people who had this good social network and had the spirituality, they had a life purpose. And so they were living close with their family. They maybe were living with their their children or their grandchildren, or they were close by. They maybe just have a community of other people that they're hanging out with. And so I think a lot of it is that kind of emotional health and wellness. But then it's also just having people there that can help support you when you do have illnesses or things going on. That's something that can help as well. So if you don't live in a blue zone, what suggestions do you have for keeping (laughs) active social life, having that part of your health taken care of? You know, in a lot of communities, there are community places for individuals who are older to go. So whether it's engaging in a card game that's, you know, every week, if you have friends nearby um, to talk to, and, and even just if you want to call people on the phone, if you live in a building or in a community that has these community kind of get togethers, that's a really great way to make sure that you're staying connected. Because as we get older, we tend to spend more time in isolation, more time alone. And that leads to depression. That can lead to that emotional you know, well-being or not being so emotionally well-being. And that can then play a role in not eating so well, not taking care of ourselves, which can then contribute to more health problems down the line. Yeah, my 99-year-old grandmother has a smartphone and an iPad and she's she FaceTimes and she emails and she's staying connected. So it's kind of neat how to see her take on this new technology. It, it took a while to get there, but, but we're getting there. <laughs> Let's talk about diet for a minute. I've read that 
as we age, we don't need as many calories, but are there certain nutrients we need to increase in our diets as we age? Yeah. So it's interesting about, you know, kind of talking about these communities where we have these oldest living individuals. Those diets are really high in plant foods and plants are great in giving us vitamins and minerals. We also want to make sure that we're getting good sources of protein as we get older, we kind of lose muscle strength, we lose muscle mass. We want to make sure that we are eating protein foods to have a good supply of that so we can, you know, keep our muscle integrity as best as it can. Exercise helps with that as well. But there's definitely changes in how our body will use the vitamins and minerals that we get from our foods and or from medication like vitamin supplements. And in certain health conditions like high blood pressure, eating more potassium is actually going to help keep your blood pressure in goal. So eating less salt, more potassium can help keep your blood pressure in goal. So we want to make sure that our diets are rich in a variety of foods, but are really high in, in plant foods where we can get these really great micronutrients. And that's where our vitamins and minerals come in. And then we want to make sure we have a decent amount of good protein foods on the plate. So, you know, we want to think about making sure that we're getting good sources of fats that will be heart healthy as well. So we want kind of a, a balance of maybe more unsaturated fats and less saturated fats. So unsaturated fats would be, usually they come from plant foods. They're more of our plant oils where saturated fats are going to come from our animal foods. So we can kind of think of is it solid at room temperature? It's probably a saturated fat. If it's liquid at room temperature, it's an unsaturated fat. So we want to make sure we're kind of getting that, that mix of that. Um, and we might find that we need vitamins and mineral supplements as we get older. So we um, have this decreased ability to absorb vitamin B12. So it's really common for people as they get older to be on a B12 supplement because deficiencies can be common in older adults. So that's one nutrient that we can think about. Vitamin D, if we're not getting a lot of exposure as we're getting older, we also have this decreased ability to convert vitamin D because our kidneys naturally decline as we age. And our kidneys are involved in converting that vitamin D we get from the sun and our food to an active form of vitamin D so it can do all the things it needs to do in our body. So if we're not getting a lot of exposure from the sun, we're not going outside, our kidneys aren't working as well, we may need to have um, a vitamin D supplement. And we talked about needing a little bit more potassium. So those are just some of the nutrients. But obviously, we want to make sure that our diets are varied enough and they have some good quality food. So kind of thinking more foods from whole food sources, ones that are more fresh, um, as opposed to relying on chicken nuggets is kind of the, that processed meat product. What are some easy ways to add in protein if that's something you're lacking? Protein is found in many different foods. So we always kind of think of our animal foods first, right? We always think, okay, protein is going to be in, in beef, it'll be in chicken, it's in turkey and fish. And so that's one way is getting in those animal foods. But it's also in plant foods. It's also in dairy foods. So we want to make sure that we're trying to eat a portion that's at least the size of the palm of our hands at most of our meals. So that might be an egg for breakfast with maybe a little bit of a nut butter on some toast. That would be a great protein starter. We might want to have protein with the snack. So if you're someone that likes cottage cheese or yogurt, those are great dairy-based sources of protein. 
So trying to just find some type of protein foods, maybe it's beans. If you like a a chili that has maybe beans in it, it could be a a plant-based chili that just has vegetables and beans. That's going to be really high in protein because beans are high in protein. So, you know, getting that protein from both plant and animal sources is going to be good. And then balancing out and trying to have some protein at most of your meals. So obviously diet and exercise, we hear about them going hand in hand all the time. How important is exercise as we age? Keeping active is going to help your muscles stay strong. As I had said a little earlier, we're going to lose some of that muscle size. We're going to lose some of that muscle strength as we get older. So doing exercise and eating your protein-rich foods are really going to help preserve the muscle that you have, and it can help you strengthen it a little bit as well. Getting weight-bearing activities also help to build your muscles. It also is good for your bones. That weight-bearing activities helps your bones stay healthy and strong as well. So movement's going to help your muscles. It'll help your bones. It's going to help you with balance. Sometimes we can have some like balance issues as we get older, leading us to be at higher risk for falling. So exercise will help us with our bones. It'll help us with our muscles. It can help us with our balance. We want to make sure that we're, we're stretching and we're, we're staying flexible. All of that's going to help us stay healthier. Exercise also is great for your heart great for blood pressure. It's great for keeping your blood sugar in goal. So in addition to just kind of your strength and mobility, it's also great in just managing health conditions if you have heart disease, if you have high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, or help you in um, making sure that you are preventing some of that from occurring. What are some examples of simple ways to incorporate exercise into your day-to-day life? I will encourage people that I work with that even if maybe they're just sitting at home and they're not maybe going outside or can't, just getting up. If they're sitting down a lot, get up every hour and move around for at least five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a, just a really easy way around your house. Um, but think about how you're doing chores. Think about are there activities that you could do that you enjoy? Like maybe it's gardening. There's actually a lot of great just free videos that are available. You can watch to do some simple exercises at home and you don't even need to have like weights. You could use, you know, cans of food that you have at home to do just some simple exercises to keep up your strength. But I think the easiest way is just if you are someone that's sitting a lot, just get up every hour and move for like five minutes. What suggestions do you have for those of us under 65 to support our senior family members or neighbors? Being a support system for your family members is going to be huge, right? They typically are going to have to follow up with the doctor and have many medical appointments. And I don't know about you, but often it is really helpful to have someone even who is under 60 to have someone that can go with you to the doctor if it's something that's maybe beyond an annual exam, because you often may miss information that someone's telling you. It's a stressful time for you to be sitting there and listening to, to different things going on with your medical condition. So having a friend or a family member that's there that can be your advocate, can maybe ask some questions that you were thinking about and didn't ask, can take notes, all of that can be helpful. And even if they're not there, there's many physicians and, and offices now doing video chats, or they can kind of check in on the phone as well. A family member can also just check in with their loved one to see, you know, what's going on with your meals. Do you need help in getting 
food to your house? Do you need help in making sure your medication is laid out for the day? You don't necessarily have to be right there to help, you know, kind of just thinking of ways to check in with your family member throughout the day, throughout the week to make sure everything is set up for them. Is there anything else you'd like to add about senior health and how to take care of ourselves as we age? I think just thinking of lifestyle in general and finding ways to really enjoy the things that you are doing and find joy with the people that you are with. Aging, I think in our society, sometimes we look down on aging, but really it's a privilege to get old, right? Everyone is young, but not everybody gets to be old. So really just to know that it's an honor to be older and it's a privilege and just have joy and find joy in your life and all the things that you do. That's beautiful, Melissa. Thank you. You're welcome. Medicare open enrollment starts October 15th. If you're over 65 or have kidney disease or another chronic illness, getting coverage is one crucial way to protect your health. Learn more at our website, nkfi.org. Click on Patients and Families and choose Insurance and Finance from the drop-down menu. Thank you to Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois for sponsoring this episode. Learn more at bcbsil.com. I'm Sarah Jane Castro, and this is The Journey Continues. Continues.